I'm Sydney. And I'm Julie. And this is Restaurant and Retail Revelations. are back with a fresh episode of Restaurant and Retail Revelations. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Julie Holkabor, and in each episode, my co-host and I connect with leaders and change makers in the restaurant and retail sectors to learn from their experiences and insights. Thanks, Julie. I'm Sydney Keita, and Julie and I are marketers at Revel, provider of the leading cloud-based POS platform on the market. Let's dive in. This episode is special to us in many ways because we've got the opportunity today to feature one of our own. Revel's chief customer officer, Leslie Leaf, joins us to discuss her journey to leadership and the people and the values that have helped shape her along the way. In light of Pride Month, we'll also discuss her perspective on the importance of LGBTQIA representation in corporate leadership. Yeah, Revel is so lucky to have a leader like Leslie, and we're thrilled to pick her brain today and share just some of the advice she's gathered along her journey and career. Sydney, take it away. Leslie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Sydney. I'm really happy to be here today. Let's uh, let's kick things off by giving listeners a glimpse into a day in the life of Revel's chief customer officer. So I'd love to just talk to you a little bit about what your job entails. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great question. I mean, we are everything post sales experience uh, here um, at Revel. So it's our professional services, our technical support, learning and education. Um, content and knowledge, uh, business operations, business intelligence, uh, account management. So it's really, you know, it's really that end to end of, you know, taking care of the customer. You know, we, we tag being the people point of sale and it's everything that we drive and strive for to, to be not just a tagline, but to put, you know, our, our, our actions to where our words are. Sounds like there are a lot of moving pieces and your team does a fabulous job. Um, so Leslie, you didn't just wake up one day in a, you know, a C-level executive role. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about how you got there and, and your journey to, to Revel today? Yeah, uh, I, I think that's, I think that's a, that's a, that's a good question. Um, yeah, you know, I have a degree in history and a degree in political science. Uh, I, I didn't uh, think technology was going to be my my calling, uh, but it was it was in the the mid '90s and tech was booming, and so I started with a with a smaller software company and actually worked in their call center and took calls and you know really at that point started to see that the support part of the business really got to have their hands into everything, and, and I thought that that was pretty important. Um, very early on, my mom uh, also really taught me not to judge a book by a cover. She has truthfully a, a very good Julia Roberts, pretty woman type story um, that we can talk about later if we want. But it really got me into this whole idea of, of how to, how I wanted to be treated and how I thought people should be treated. And so, you know, I got into the consulting side of the business uh, and then got more and more into customer success. And, and what kept me there, it's, you know, it's, it's a great place to be. Um, you know, it, sometimes it's it's got good rewards, but other times, you know, it's really around that problem solving and making sure that you're, you know, putting the the issue in the customer first. 
and I, that's what I like. I'm a people person by nature. I love people. Uh, and I love being able to help people and, and be able to see, you know, our customers work really hard. You know, the, the hospitality and retail industry is the hardest, in my mind, the hardest to working industries out there and it's blood, sweat and tears to, to drive your passion. Um, and, and I want to be able to, to provide them, you know, that, that success and, and have less friction so they can focus on their trade. So it's been a long journey, but it's always been around people and, and helping people to, to resolution. Yeah. Um, and building on that, you know, with people being so key to this, I'm sure you had to kind of identify a leadership style pretty quickly. How would you describe yours? Yeah, I mean, it, it's really about trusting people. I'm one of those people that trust first. And unless you give me a reason not to trust you, I do trust you. Um, it's about being genuine. I, I think that that's the, the biggest piece. I, I actually, during, during staff meeting today, you know, over the last handful of weeks, people, you know, newer people in our organization have, have thanked me for the all hands that I did with the CS organization about, about my passion and being genuine. And, and it actually took me aback because I just feel that that's how you should be. Uh, and I don't see it as actually a trait, uh, but I guess, you know, it's one of those things that I'm getting my eyes more open to that it is important and, and it's, it's just who I am, you know, and it sometimes comes across that I'm salesy, uh, but it's actually, I'm really just that passionate about really helping to grow people and grow talent. And, and again, it's gotta be genuine. You really have to care about the people you work with every day. Uh, and I think that that's really, really what's driven my style is it's not, it's not just lip service. Like I, I really wanna make sure that, that we're all in the same, you know, sheet of music together. Uh, and that we have a common set of goals. And, you know, it's a collaborative style. It's not just, you know, from the top down, it's really about empowering and enabling and making sure that, that you know, we all have a voice and that we're all being a part of something bigger than ourselves. Yeah, and I, I would say that within Revels Walls, there are many people that would agree that you are very genuine and um, that you also give great advice. So to anyone uh, listening today that's aspiring to grow as a leader in technology or service, what, what advice would you give to them? Yeah, I, I would say give it your all, you know, and, and really when you make a mistake, you know, sit back, reflect on it, learn from it, um, realize that mentoring and, and growing is a two-way street. You can't just rely on your leader to make it happen for you. Um, I had a great leader, you know, once that gave me the definition of luck and, you know, because he had heard me say all the time, gosh, yeah, I've been really lucky in my career. I've been really lucky in my career. And, and he looked at me and, and said, Leslie, you haven't been lucky. He's like, you're one of the most prepared people I've ever met. He's like, so you need to understand the definition of luck is when opportunity and preparation intersect. Uh, and I think that that was very eye-opening for me. It, it, I didn't even recognize how I was going about preparing for things. And uh, so I think that that's really important. I think it's, and it's being honest with yourself, knowing what are your skills and, and what aren't your skills. I mean, one of the first companies I work with you know, you took all these aptitude type tests and they're like, oh, you're going to be a great coder. And I was like, hmm, interesting. I, I wasn't great in math, but okay, if that's what the tests are, are showing. And I was awful at it and I hated it. Um, and, and so I had a team lead that, that came to me because I was struggling. And he said, it's like, you don't like what you're doing, do you? And I was like, no, I hate it. And he's like, well, we're a company of 150,000 people. And he's like, we hire the best and brightest. He's like, I'm sure we can find you another role. And that's how I got into CS was it was like how to take my how to take passion and turn that into you know something greater 
Uh, and I think that that's something that people kind of have to recognize. The reason we're bad at things is because it's typically things we don't enjoy. Um, and, and so it's really a fi about finding what you enjoy and then how to use that to, to your benefit. So this may be then our pretty women moment. I don't know. Um, but I also, something I personally love is just the different perspectives that people bring to things. And I think as a woman in technology and service, if there are some influences, motivators, or support systems that you've really been able to tap into along the way for this leadership role, I'd love to hear a little bit more about those. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I grew up with, it is, with a single mom who was very career driven. Um, and I would say that she was probably my, my greatest influence there. It was, you know, she was in a very male dominated field, just like I have been my entire career. Uh, and it was really about um, doing your best and letting your work speak for itself, you know? And yeah, there's, a, there's an element of fake it till you make it there. I mean, there, there definitely is. Um, but I, I think it's really about how do you put your best foot forward and really know your stuff. You know, don't try to come in and BS something. You know, there's there's different organizations. I mean, truthfully, most of most of the people throughout my career that have have been my mentors have been male. Um, you know, and, and that they were really helpful and and really insightful um, to to how to be yourself. You know, and not how to compromise yourself. And um, you know, there were times in my career that I was like told, you know, because I was gay to to not, you know, go this direction or that direction. And at that point, you kind of sit back and, and you, you have to make your own decisions. And, you know, the decision I made at that particular company was, I'm not hiding who I am, you know, and if this company doesn't want who I am and what the value that I can bring, that's their decision, not mine. And if we part ways, we part ways and that's okay. Um, and then you, you kind of move on from there. So, so I think it's, I think it's a little bit different from everybody. I think it's surrounding yourself with positive people that have positive influence. And, you know, and the other thing I would say is looking for differences. I think quite often earlier in your career, you're like, oh, if I just had a team of me, wouldn't that be great? Um, and then you sit back and go, God, if I had a team of me, wouldn't that be awful? Um, because my strengths would be my strengths and my weaknesses would be multiplied 10x. Um, so I think that's the other thing when you're kind of coming through your career is knowing who, what your strengths are and, and, and what your weaknesses are. And grow your strengths, be aware of your weakness and supplement the weakness with other people that you can easily partner with. I love that. And, and part of your answer is a really nice segue into our next question. Um, it is June, which is Pride Month. Uh, and we'd love to get your perspective on just the importance of LGBTQIA representation in corporate leadership, um, what that means to you. And can you just speak to it a little bit more? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's super important. And it's important because of what I just said, which is around diversity as humans, you know, and, and having different, different perspectives and, you know, different backgrounds and different ideas and, you know, all the different types of people that you can work with help to help to provide that uh, and help to grow you not only as a person, but as a business. And so it's, it's really important. I'm, um, you know, being here at Revel, you know, we've got as part of our executive team, we have we have three members that are that are part of the LGBTQ TA plus community. And and I've never had this ever in my career. You know, typically it's it's sitting as one or two females <laughs> um, on, on the team. And, and here, you know, we've got the full gambit 
uh, of different different people and different personality types. And, and, and I think that that really has helped drive us, you know, to the success that we've had over the last handful of years is, is really around, you know, Greg says it all the time about working, you know, the best athletes. And, and I think that that's really what it boils down to though, is making sure you have the best athletes. You got the best people for the job um, and everyone knowing, you know, what their role is on the team, you know, and in some cases it might not be about the physical strength of the athlete. It's, it's really around what each person brings as their, as their core strength. So I think the biggest thing is, is really around DEI uh, and, and making sure, making sure that you're having the conversations because it's not just around, you know, diversity of people, it's around equity. It's, it's, it's so many other things that are, that are, that are part of DEI, but we tend to focus on hiring and, and numbers and metrics. And, and I really wish we would get away from that. Um, and really focus in on what the spirit of DE, DEI is all about. So I would actually like to dig into that a little bit more and see, especially in the space of DEI, what work do you believe still needs to be done um, for diversity, inclusion, and equity? I'm really glad you included that in there in um, specifically the tech and service sectors. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I think that, I think equity is, is super you know, important. You know, we still have big pay gaps in the industry between men and, and women. You know, I mean, yes, it's improved, but nowhere near the rate that it needs to be improving. You know, when we talk about inclusion, it's it's really around it's really around empathy and it's really around being respectful of people's stories. Uh, and I and I think that people people often lose sight of that. You know, we don't have to agree. I, I, that this is not what inclusion means. It doesn't mean that that we're all sitting back and saying, oh yeah, that's great. We, we're all aligned with that. But it's around being able to have those conversations and being able to have respect for those conversations. And we may go a different direction, right? We may go a different direction, but it's important that all sides of the story are being heard. You know, when we talk about diversity, diversity is very important. I'm not gonna minimize it at all. But at the same time, we have to make sure that we're hiring the best people for the role. And so that's why I brought up the numbers piece because it can't be around a number. You're still trying to be the best of who you are in the industry and it's about the right people. Do we need to be pay attention to it? Yeah, of course we do. We need to make sure that we aren't in, inducing, you know, any any bias, you know, that's out there. So I think it's more about education. I think a lot of people don't even truly know what DEI is. You know, and I think it's it's people need to spend more time educating themselves. And and really, you know, last year with George Floyd, I really spent a lot of time learning about bias and learning about privilege and recognizing, you know, what that means and, and how to, to change some things even in my own, you know, day-to-day -day life. Yeah, it's, it's such an important conversation. And um, I know Revel's leadership team focuses on, it a lot. So thanks for sharing your thoughts there, Leslie. So in light of so many of your experiences that you highlighted today and in the services sector, uh, without naming any names, what's some of the most memorable customer feedback that you've received? Yeah, it's, it's it, you know, I, I've been with Revel since January of 2016. And, you know, the first, the first year or two, uh, when we would have customer events, I, I kind of wanted to have my name tag off and stand off to the side 
right? It, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't, it wasn't rainbows and unicorns. Uh, and it was difficult, you know, we were, we were going through a lot of growth and, you know, we weren't able to deliver exactly the way that I would have liked us delivering from a CS standpoint. And I think that's the thing that I'm most proud of is, again, this whole concept of being the people point of sale is we may not always get it right, but we're going to be there to, to back it up and to make it right. You know, and, and that I think is what I'm, I'm most proud of is, is the fact that we live to our customer commitments. We admit when we make mistakes, you know, and we're there to, to really help to enable our customers. And that wasn't always the case. Um, and I think that that's really the mantra that we've instilled, you know, one of our company pillars is around customer satisfaction. And that's something that we hold very near and dear to our hearts. I know it's what drives me every day, you know, so if we do have an issue that comes up for the customer, especially coming out, coming out of the pandemic, you know, this, this group, you know, of our, of our customer base, again, so hardworking and the pivots that these guys made, you know, to, to try to keep their businesses afloat is, is some of the most, you know, amazing things I've seen in my 25 plus year career. Um, you know, I, I'm so proud to be a part of this industry due to that. Uh, and, and I just think that, that that's what I'm really proud of. I'm proud of the fact that we help. I'm, I'm proud that, you know, that we're really there to, to support um, a, an industry that's just super hardworking. As someone who's on the team, it's been pretty cool to see just the improvements in general um, and customer sentiment and, you know, in marketing as well. Occasionally we get to field some of the feedback too. So it's awesome when we are um, getting things right when we do and when we're not at least finding quick resolutions and doing everything we can to make sure it's a good client experience. So um, appreciate your team's work there big time. But it can't be work all the time either. So I would love to just chat with you a little bit about some of your favorite pastimes off hours. Yeah, um, probably most people know that I'm a big foodie. Um, you know, I, I have a partner in crime in the in the Michelin space where we've been to, I think about 40 some uh, total stars, uh, Michelin stars. That's, that's really my passion uh, is fine dining. Um, and it's not, it's also, you know, it's also the wine pairings that doesn't hurt, um, but it's really around the artistry. And most importantly, the reason I like fine dining so much, it's about the teamwork. It's about the teamwork that goes into place. So I've been very fortunate enough to be able to do some courses and tours of different kitchens at some of the best restaurants in, in the world. And just a, a month or so ago, um, my first return to an indoor dining experience was uh, at French Laundry in Napa and uh, got to do a tour of their kitchen. And I paused in their kitchen because they had two clocks up in their kitchen. And underneath the clocks, it said sense of urgency. And as you guys know, sense of urgency is one of our company values. And it just, it just resonated with me as to why I do what I do and why these guys do what they do, which is around providing an absolute amazing customer experience something that's going to be memorable um, and that it's a team sport. I mean, these kitchens, you know, most people don't realize that when you're going to, you know, a two and a three star restaurant, if you get up to go to the restroom and that course was getting ready to come out, they stop service and your, your item gets refired. And you'll never know that 
you'll never know that that is what happens unless you've spent any time in the back of these kitchens. So here comes, you know, these beautiful artistic, you know, bites of food that they're, they're you know, executing with tweezers to that level of elegance. And you get up to, to leave the table that was just getting ready to leave the kitchen and they completely redo that course. You know, that, that, is, that is customer service at its finest. Um, and so, yes, I appreciate the, the food and the wine, but it's 100% more about the teamwork and the experience that these people are leaving and providing you with your time at their restaurant. Sydney and I are both food lovers ourselves. So when and if travel ever resumes and you make it back to Atlanta, we've got to get a, a really good meal together. But real, real quick on that, Julie, yeah. um, you know, there's a couple places we can, we can definitely go. If you haven't been um, to Staple House or if you haven't been to Lazy Betty, those are two that I would highly recommend in Atlanta. Yes, Lazy Betty. I have heard of that one. It's on my list. So uh, Leslie, you touched on some of the advice that you've been given throughout your career that's meant a lot to you. What would you say is the best piece of advice, whether personal or professional that you've ever received? And maybe it's what you already mentioned. Ooh, gosh, that's, that's tough. I think the best piece of advice that I've had was, you know, be, be who I am. And um, while I may have to control that at times, you know, you, you can't always just be the the, the bull in the china shop, right? You, you got to kind of work up to, to being able to have that. I, I think that, I think the other, the other piece was, um, you know, was really around take time to give back. Uh, and I think that that's, that's really imperative. And it's why I spend so much time mentoring people still from previous companies. It's, you know, people invested time um, with me throughout my career. And, you know, remember what I said a few minutes ago that you have to kind of control your career. These are people that have sought the mentorship. So I think that that's the other thing to call out and for people to know is, you know, seek your mentorship. You know, it's not always going to come to you. You know, yes, sometimes it comes to you in the form of coaching on the areas of improvement that you need to make. That's coaching. There's a difference between the coaching and, and the mentorship. The mentorship is really around the full circle, you know, that 360 degree relationship between you and the other person. Well, Leslie, we've asked you a lot of questions today, and I just want to make sure that if there's anything that you wanted to share with our listeners today while we have you, that you had that chance. So is there anything that we missed? I think you guys had a, had a great lineup of, of questions and, and definitely, you know, appreciate the, the thoughtfulness um, of the questions. I, I think the big thing that I, the big message that I would have is don't cheat yourself. And what I mean by that is, you know, give it your all and don't look for shortcuts. Yes, there are some things that you can take shortcuts on. That's for sure. That's life. I was one of those people, you know, earlier in my career that I was looking for every shortcut because I thought that that's what was going to get me the momentum and, and the upward movement. And then I learned that I was only cheating myself, that I wasn't spending the time learning the traits and the skills and, you know, and the knowledge that I really needed to be that next level. Uh, and so I guess the thing I would say that I think is really important is be honest with yourself, know your strengths, know your weaknesses, be open to feedback, um, and then take every day as a learning experience, whether it's something professional or whether it's something personal. You know, I just said to you guys that I'm, I'm very, you know, into, into food and, and fine dining, but, you know, I also love to cook. So I'm very passionate about cooking and learning different techniques and what have you. And, 
you know, next week I've got a smoker coming. So um, every night after work, I've been watching YouTube videos because I've never done smoking before. Uh, and so I'm, I'm trying to get some level of experience prior to this, this machine, um, you know, coming. So I think that's the other big thing is, is, you know, learning can be fun and it doesn't always have to be about work. Um, and so, you know, take every day to try to learn something new, whether it's small or not. Learning is fun and we appreciate you instilling that in so many of our team members. That is a wrap. Thanks so much for joining us today, Leslie. Awesome. Thanks, Julie. Thanks, Sydney. I appreciate being here. Wow, Leslie has no shortage of quality advice to share. I know I speak for so many when I say her leadership and guidance has had a really big impact on the way employees carry themselves at Rebel. And I'm sure the same goes for those she's worked with in the past. Absolutely. I really appreciate her outlook on diversity as well. Keeping diversity, equity, and inclusion top of mind is so important inside and outside of the workplace. And I think Leslie did a wonderful job of reinforcing why those values matter and really kind of lives that example every day. We hope you enjoyed hearing from Leslie today as much as we did. And a big thanks, of course, goes out to our producer and marketing colleague, David Gamber, and to Revel's leadership team for their support of this podcast. As always, thanks to Leslie for joining us and happy pride to all our listeners. Can't get enough of restaurant and retail revelations? We encourage you to like and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. And enabling reminders for new episodes is a great way to keep up with the latest content. Check back soon for episode seven.